amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Honey Faith, and you are now tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is CJ Sway, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is Perry, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Hey, this is Kula Von Seal, also known as Queen Kong, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Come get some, baby.
All right, welcome, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Life of the Dust Live with your boy, Seti J. It's yet another beautiful week here on the show. Another beautiful Wednesday, a.k.a. hump day after dusk. Man, I'm glad to have you all. And just glad, man. It's, you know, it's cold as hell out here. In the rain, I'm deciding to move for it, but we'll get through it. <laughs> Nonetheless, man, got a great show lined up for you for today. Uh, we got, like, it's been so, you know, I know October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, we decided to take a different tone on it because, you you know, every year we've done interviews with people that have been affected by breast cancer and have even done shows where we've educated people about how to detect breast cancer ahead of time. But I wanted to kind of do a different spin or an on this month, and <clears throat> something that is it, it, basically, I picked I picked this month to do it because I felt that it would bring more attention since people would be focused more on breasts at this time. It'd be a perfect time to bring bring a certain problem to light, and definitely cannot wait to talk to my guests um, here in a moment. That would be definitely be able to share not only her personal um, experience that she went through it, but some of the stuff she learned along the way that could help others that might be going through it, but because it's a taboo subject, you know, people don't really talk about it, it's, you know, so I cannot wait to um, definitely talk to my guests about it, so y'all stay tuned. I'm just going to leave it at that. Leave y'all in in the dark until you, unless you read the show description and you know ahead of time what it's about. But other than that, you just have to wait and see. But trust me, you don't want to miss it because it's one of those topics that people just don't talk about. And to some degree, I understand, like, because it being taboo, you don't really know if people are really going to support you and understand the struggle you're going through. So, yeah. Nonetheless, what's been going on with me over the past week Man, been an interesting week indeed, man. Um, of course, the countdown to the it, to the first issue of Culinary Cameras Magazine is just coming closer and closer and closer. So I cannot wait to, you know, release that for you guys and let you see the magic that's been going on behind the scenes for a while um, to lead to this point. So that's one thing. Another of course, um, getting this issue or this next issue of Human Cameras Magazine ready, and actually, um, I actually have my, so I did my I did my Halloween costume on this past, on actually this past Saturday, and people loved it. Man, it was dope. People loved the Dragon Ball Z look, and then I'm I'm actually bringing it back tomorrow. I might add a little extra to it, like. Getting like a, we're gonna see if I got time to get it, <laughs> but I'm gonna get an Afro wig to wear, so that's gonna be funny. Um, definitely gonna look into that bush. I believe I might be able to because the Halloween stores are staying open late, so I'll be able to definitely go um, capitalize on that. So yeah, I so yeah, that's that's a little bit has been going on with me. Other than that, shoot, I just have to just wait and see, man. Some other stuff that's in the plate. And I see Nay is in the building. What's up, Nay? What's up? What's up? 
Oh, nothing much, man. You know, catch everybody up. What's going on? I mean, what's good? What's been going down with you, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. Another day, another dollar. Another. Well, since this is another dollar, you mind if I borrow a dollar? <laughs> of course, you can borrow a dollar. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, I, a, brother, a brother can take all the dollars he can get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited to see what's going to come to this product you just did. So I'm waiting to see what was the rest of the world. The part um, from last, that you were talking about last week, um, the photos, I said I'll wait to see them. I can't wait to see them too. Yeah, so yeah. And if y'all, this is why y'all got to follow name on social media because y'all kind of get some inside looks on seeing what, see some of the stuff she's been doing and what's you know kind of get it. This a small glimpse on next product she's dropping. So stay, I just got to follow her on, which is May Seduction. And again, as she always says, you can't spell seduction, you don't need to be following her. Yo, ass too young for social media. I'm not still today. Exactly. But okay, well, since um, you made that nice on on short on short and sweet, um, I'm gonna go ahead and go into a quick song break, and we come back. We're gonna um get into get into of our guests for today. So everybody, stay tuned. Do not move. I mean it. Don't you move or play a thing. So just sit still, relax, listen to Life That Does Live with your boy, Seti J, and your girl, Nay Seduction. Baby, for the night, I just want to let you know that you're the most beautiful thing on this world. So I was thinking that we could do something different. Like, listen to Jay Stone, Kills Too Fly, sing and rap the words of true beauty. You know, it's something about a sense of song.
head to toe So pretty skin, got a glow Body tone, looking just right I'm a big dog, got an appetite Me and you, we can run the world I'm your Superman, you my wonder girl Stay tall so they can't divide us You a LPN and I'm a truck driver Welcome back to Life of the Does Live. Your boy is Sadie J and your girl. <laughs> yes. So yes, another again, another beautiful Wednesday. Uh, that song we just played was uh, called Beautiful Remix by Jay Stone. And I want to welcome to the show. Um, first time to the show. What, what a powerful topic to have on the show for the first time. But we're still, y'all know how we do it. We're still mixing some fun in the show, too, so don't. Wait, it's so we don't want to hear all that. Y'all relax. Oh, welcome to the show, the beautiful, talented Sharon Grace, a.k.a. Sky. What is up? How you doing, Queen? I am doing wonderful, King. How are you? All right. You know, you got, and of course, you haven't met her before, but this is my co-host, Nate. Hello, Queen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Very well. Thanks for asking. But, so... Well, we got some tough. We got some um, some stuff to talk. We got a lot to talk about in today's play, man. It's gonna be interesting. So, Ooh. I don't know where. All right, so we're gonna ease. We're easing into it because we got a lot to talk about for the for the main topic of the day for uh, the, for the reason for the interview. Uh, one, I want to first go into uh, for those who don't know uh, who you are outside the show. Uh, let everyone know as far as what you what you do and have done um, as far as your life that you've accomplished thus far? Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> definitely I uh, played uh, basketball. I was an athlete majority of my life. Um, born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Came here to the U.S. to play ball at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Um, after that, left and went overseas, played ball in China for a couple of years, then in Milan, Italy for a couple of years, um, decided to make Houston, Texas my home, uh, coached girls AU basketball for about 10 years, trying to give back to the community and uh, pass on what I learned growing up playing the sport that I love. Uh, soon after that, got married, had kids, started running a security alarm company um, with the husband, um, who is now the ex-husband, uh, <laughs> but I have two beautiful daughters from that situation. Um, and now basically what I do is I work for a, uh, trash company. Um, I'm a account exec and a district manager 
for the company, and I just take care of my kids. Oh, also, I know you want me to say this, Seti, so I'm going to say it. I also practice the art of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I'm a student oh, at so the yeah, I, I was like, you got to tell them, man. You got to tell them that you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a student at the school called uh, Team Tuke Cypress. I'm under the tutelage of Miguel Castro. Um, he's under Travis Tuke. Um, but I also learn as well from my other teacher, professor, which is Stephen Hall. Um, he's with the Alliance group. So that's the badass part of me that I know you wanted me to say. So I guess I put it out there. And that's going to be part I mean, of the I love, okay, I love letting people know that, you know, women can kick ass too. So like, you got to throw that in there. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, this, I didn't know about you until this interview, which I feel crazy. Didn't know that she was from Canada. Yeah. And I did, and I knew. I mean, I had a feeling. You, I mean, of course, people who who just look at you and go, "Yeah, she had to play basketball." I didn't know that you did so much of basketball. Um, oh yeah. That part did not know about you as well. Yeah, I was all over it. Blessings from God, of course. Um, so I got talented. Uh, underneath the uh, training of um, my AU coach, a guy named Mervyn Busby. Um, and he took a group of 12 girls there in Canada. And um, we didn't just stay in Canada and play basketball because it really wasn't that big when I was younger. Um, so he took us to like Detroit and Buffalo. And we were always in the U.S. every weekend playing ball. And that's how I got really, really good. And then he also made sure that I was always playing with the guys there in Canada, which helped me excel even more and then next thing i knew those u.s university offers started coming in <laughs> so i took one and and I was, we said you would tell you not completely you're not uh completely um count canada eyes because you don't you don't say eh after every um thing you say <laughs> why does everybody say that no, not all will say anything after every sentence. We do not not all of us say that. So yeah, no. I am from oh, the city. Man. I'm from the yeah, city of Toronto. People, I mean, I hear it. I because I mean, there's this person used to have, who has to, used to have a show on here, and she's and she's from there, and she would say it all the time. She. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no. We don't say A all the time. We don't say who hoser, hooser or whatever all the time. I don't I don't that's up in the mountains in Calgary and places like that. <laughs> they say that. <laughs> you don't have an endless supply of maple syrup. <laughs> well, yeah, that we do have. We do have the endless supply of Canadian maple syrup. Okay, so you got you to admit that knew it. Yeah, knew I'd be right. Bacon. I knew I wasn't batting um like the Astros are batting right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the Canadian bacon is true too. It's good. So yeah. I mean it's all right. <laughs> but no, I so I so I wanted to like kinda of go into this story like me uh meeting you for the first time. 
Um, we actually made we actually made because we were we actually got a chance to shoot. Um, yeah. it was actually me and my my great my great mentor uh, Rick Williams. He came out here and was like, "Oh, God, definitely work with you while he's down here." And so, you know, y- y- y'all y'all were just y'all were just so accommodated, man, and just you know, a very warm, welcoming, and I was, it was it was great. It was a great shoot. It was just a great experience overall. So, I, I appreciate it. So, you, if everyone doesn't know, you know, because some people I know some people get intimidated by if they see a powerful. Women, especially if she's of stature, oh, she's unapproachable. So, yeah, I'm surprised. Very (laughs) much so wrong about you. You're a very outgoing person. As long as you don't come up as an a hole, you're very outgoing. Yes, definitely. Yep. I had a great time with that shoot, too. It was fun. Uh, You guys made me feel very comfortable, very professional. I mean, and the pictures came out great. I especially love the jujitsu pictures. I still have those. So yeah, it was awesome. I had a great time doing that. Yeah, I was just looking at I was just looking at that magazine that had those in it. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, but standing at like so, two. like what, what what made you what what made you get um going to dig down deeper into modeling? Like, what made you get into modeling? Uh, honestly, uh, being six two, um. I had this friend who kept, she does a whole lot of, um, de, uh, what you call it, designing, making clothes, things like that. And then she'll dress people for fashion shows and stuff like that. And she would always keep saying to me that she wanted me to be one of her models. And I'd always be like, oh, whatever, stop it. You know, not me. I know I'm tall and all, but I also have an athletic build. So I don't see myself really you know, rocking the heels and the this and that, unless I'm going out to the club, because I do, I've always worn my heels and stuff like that, but I'm like, you know, walking down a runway, you know, nobody really wants to see muscles and all that type of stuff, but she's like, girl, whatever, you need to try it one time, and I just did. One day, she said she needed somebody to fill in for someone else in the fashion show, um, and I was like, okay, I'll help out, because I'm always about supporting and helping out, and I let her dress me in the design that she made, and I went out on the runway, and from there, that's when everybody was like, oh, what's your name? I want you to come do this. Hey, what's your name? Why don't you come take pictures? And it kind of went like that. I mean, I didn't become no big-time model or anything, but it became big enough for me here in Houston, and I had fun doing it. So, And it helped boost the confidence so on, the, on the sexy side because I've been so used to being, you know, the athlete and things like that. So it helped boost the confidence definitely on the sexy side of uh, being a female athlete. So I always say this. I said this. I just said this the other day, actually, somebody. The girls who are quote unquote athletic build or the tomboys, they when they when they dress up, they be the baddest women in the world. So, yeah. Well, there you go. You. Slap in the face. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I was saying because like I think it's because it's the allure of you're not always having to in order to kind of like have validation, you're not always having to be in that mode. So when yeah. you are, it kind of adds that surprise element every time. It makes you appreciate. It makes people like take it in more and not just kind of like look at oh let's dress up again blah blah blah. Yeah, 
That is true, yes. I'm already used to when I walk in the door at 6'2", you know, people are like, oh, you know, she's tall. That's a tall lady. But then when you walk in and you're dressed to kill, it's like, damn, who's that? That type of thing. So. That tall glass of water over there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mhm. But so like um like as far as the model, do you have any or have you like pursued doing um new projects and stuff? No, not as of recent because of what um the topic we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> um, it kinda knocked me off track. So um I'm kinda easing back into certain things, um, working out, you know, um getting back in the shape that I was when you saw me. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm not too far from it, but still I know what I'm supposed to look like. So I'm doing that and just uh, enjoying my new job. And my oldest daughter plays basketball, so I'm enjoying watching her play. My youngest daughter does jujitsu like me, so I'm enjoying just being a mom and spending more time with them right now because the situation that I went through I'm just more thankful to still be here with them so that I can be their mom. That's what's up. I'm, I'm, before we get into the topic, I'm going <laughs> to go and throw it to Nate. Because um, uh, as I know, Nate like, sometimes they just need to shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nate, the floor is yours, man. So I'm Nay, of course. Um, I'm Nay Seduction. Uh, so my you say you've been playing basketball for a while. You were playing basketball for a while. What made you get into basketball originally? Okay, well, don't laugh, Nay, but there are hoods in Canada. Okay, that's something new. Like yeah, a lot of people when I say I'm from Canada, they're like, and I grew up in the hood. They're like, oh, whatever. There's not hood. I I grew up in the hood, in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Eleven, I was already six foot, and believe it or not, a five foot two, blonde haired, blue eyed white girl named Tanya Zit saw me in the building that we lived in, and was like, okay, you got to play basketball. And I was like, no, I don't play basketball. She started taking me in the back of our building where we had a court, teaching me the sport. And next thing you know, I'm playing it in middle school. I'm playing it junior high, playing in high school. And so pretty much that's how, how it started. And once I got to my AAU coach, he told me one particular thing that stuck with me, which was, if you want a better life, let me teach you this sport. I can get you to college for free, and your life will change, and then the lives of your children and your children's children and so on and so forth can change. Mm-hmm. That was I was I was I was his then. I was like, okay, I'm good. As long as I don't have to sit here and live in the hood no more. You, you tell me I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have a better life. Okay, I'm on I'm on board. Let's do this. Right. So I put right. my head and it. That's nice. It's pretty cool. So what did you like most about playing ball? When I beat a boy. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, oh, that's Lord. Dope. That's pretty dope. Um, I think my best, ooh, the best thing about playing basketball, I felt free. I felt um, 
complete. I felt normal because being as I was 6'2", there wasn't a lot of 6'2 females running around in my country at that time. So finding right. some place that I sit and I could feel, you know, free and alive and like this was mine type of thing. That's that's what I loved about basketball so much. I mean, still love it. I, I play with my daughter now. She ain't beat me yet. She probably won't beat me till I'm 80. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what difficulties did you face when you were playing ball? Difficulties. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Well, I was raised by a single mom, so the financial that comes with it was kind of hard. So we had to do a lot of fundraisers and things like that uh, to get things done. Um, what else? Difficulties. I think the transition from high school to college was kind of tough for me because I was always used to being somewhere where I had family close. Um, and when I left and went to college, you were pretty much on your own. You now become... Right. Um, you, you now you have to be a grown up and uh, budget and take care of stuff on your own and the intensity of the training and stuff it goes to a whole other level um to play division 1 college basketball um so it took me a bit when i first got there uh to uh transition into getting things done the way the program wanted things done um but after a while, so that it was smooth sailing. Um, my next level would probably be going overseas and stuff. That's another adjustment again, because now you have to you have a language barrier. Um, you're in countries where people are speaking Chinese, they're speaking Italian, and you don't speak the language. Um, then you have to have a translator go all around with you and stuff like that. It would probably be the most difficult thing. The rest of the time for me, basketball really was just fun and love. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. What would be, say if a girl who wants to be a pro basketball player one day, like if she don't know what route to go, what would you tell her? What advice would you give her? What advice would I give her? I would say to her to make sure that she is always working on her weaknesses. If you could turn her, turn her weaknesses into strengths, then she will become a puzzle piece that every coach will want. So what I mean by that is if she can't use her left hand and she forces herself to use, learn to use her left hand, shoot with her left hand, do everything with the left just as she does with the right, she will end up all of a sudden becoming exactly what all coaches want because then she becomes ambidextrous. She becomes dangerous because she can take anybody on either side. That will also give her more playing time on the floor. It gets gets her more noticed. It's all of that. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's great. Great. Well, I'll throw it back over to the interview, Betty J. What right you got here. for me, sir? Oh, we gonna we gonna get to the dun 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 the topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so. Of course, one one of the big like so this has actually been months in the making. Um, a lot of people don't realize that's one thing. A lot of people have not realized like man, like we've been keeping this under wraps for like months. Uh, when you at first were like talking to me about, you had re- reached out to me and said, 
said he what uh, ways can you help to bring awareness to this? And I said, you know what, we could definitely do it on our show. And yep. for the rest of the year, I remember I hit you up and I was getting ready to uh, fully schedule the interview and everything. I was like, I hope you know I didn't forget about you. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just pulling your leg, you know, because it, it could have just been like, oh, he's just saying that, sound all good. And yes, we are here. I figured it'd be the best way to end the month. Well, tomorrow's the end of the month, but y'all catch my drift. It's the last Wednesday show of the month, so definitely felt that would be the way to go out for the month. Yeah. So I was talking about earlier how, you know, October is known for being two things, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it's also known for being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And one um, and one thing that kind of ties into our topic for the day is um, the the topic for the day also happens to deal with breasts in a different way, and that is BII. So can you explain to the people uh, a little more about what BII is? So BII is stands for breast implant illness. Um, not a lot of people know that it even exists, except for those of us that are going through it and probably the family and friends of those that are going through it. Um, There are probably a lot of women going through it and don't want to admit that they have it and they're going through it. But uh, again, BII stands for breast implant illness, um, and it's rampant right now. they have uh, 42 different symptoms for BII. Um, when I figured out that I had it, I identified that I had 31 of the 42 symptoms. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, some of those symptoms are things like uh, brain fog, um, you're constantly fatigued, um, there is also dizziness. Uh, you feel like you have vertigo, uh, heart palpitations, uh, pain in the chest, pain down the arms, tingling in the arms, in the chest. Uh, don't, you can't. You feel like you can't inhale all the way. Uh, shortness of breath, type of feeling. Um, feeling like you're going to pass out. Um, getting a good night's rest but still waking up and still not feeling like you've had enough sleep. So you could pretty, sometimes you could practically sleep the whole day and you still feel tired. Um, the, the list goes on <laughs> pretty much what's happening in the, situ- the whole situation is, is your breast implants are slowly killing you. That's what's happening. So, okay. So like, it's like, you know, I know some people are like, man, you shouldn't get real scientific with us. So, like, in what ways do the do the breast implants tend to um, make these problems, trying to like make these problems arise? Like, what is going on that's making um, the illness occur? Well, they tell you that if you get the saline breast implants, like that's supposed to be the safest kind. What they're not letting you know is that the bag that the saline or the silicone is uh, in is made with toxic uh, 
materials and like um, heavy metals. So the whole entire time you're thinking, okay, I'm safer. I've put saline, you know, implants in, so that's pretty much salt water. So if anything happens, I'm good. You know, if it pops, the saline is just going to absorb in my body and I'll, I'll be fine. No. The bag is the problem. The bag is made from stuff that is not supposed to be inside your body. And then um, me personally, because I'm going to make sure I talk about my stuff. Personally, I, you know, I'm told that mine were supposed to last like 10 to 15 years. And I'd be fine or whatever, stuff like that. Come to find out <clears throat> from my doctor who took them out, no. They should always be like replaced every four years. And by the time mm. I realized how sick I was, I was already on my eighth year of having them in. So basically, you were due you were due for uh, a ch- uh, tuna um, per se twice. Twice, I should have had those things out twice and replaced twice if that's what I wanted to do. But when I got them in, that particular doctor was like, "Oh, you know, they last for ten to fifteen years. You're good. You're fine, and things like that." And no, my surgeon who removed them was like, no, that is not what this is supposed to happen. Those things are supposed to be replaced every four years, and that costs. <laughs> they don't tell you how to so what, what, what's, the, what's the average cost that a person looks at um, when this occurs? Huh. They, they, they tell you how much it costs to put it in. They're, they're not really telling you it costs like three times to take it out. So um, mine to put it in, I paid 5000 and it was 15000 plus to get them out. That's crazy. That's a, that's a Ponzi scheme. There you go. <laughs> so it's like, wow, okay. So, and I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm not rich like that. So when you're ill and feeling bad, I mean, you, you, you get to the point of desperation where you, you feel like, well, I'm going to do whatever I can to get this out. So, you know, I had to pretty much get all my pennies together and get this thing out of me. It was either that or die. So, because that's pretty much how you feel. You you definitely, you're dying. You're, you're, you, you do not feel good at all. So before I get, before I get even deeper into more question I had about it. What, um, have you had to deal with? Uh, what do you think about like? Because I'm pretty sure there's some people out there. There's some cynical people out there that want to go. Well, why did you get them in the first place? But you know, there could be <laughs> some um, complications to go with it. Well, um, I got them in the first place. First of all, I didn't jump right into it. Um, it wasn't a, I know because a lot of people say, well, it has to be self-esteem issues and all sorts of type of stuff. It wasn't a self-esteem issue. I was fine. I mean, I was fit, in shape, had abs. I mean, I didn't have any problem with that. only thing I had was every time I looked in the mirror, I had had two children um, and still had abs, uh, natural births, uh, and then I breastfed them both. And the only thing for me was that my breasts weren't as full as they were before I had kids. So when I went to go get the surgery, I was just like, well, you know, I'd love to wear a halter top again in my lifetime. Um, so I went to the, the surgeon who put him in and was just asking for fullness. Um, and to be perfectly honest, he came in the room with some like, you know, Wendy Williams type size things. And I was like, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting 
I'm not getting these because I want to show it to everybody. Um, I'm getting these because I, when I take off my clothes and look in the mirror, I just want to look somewhat like I looked when I was in my 20s before I had kids. That's, that's, and, you know, he kept saying, well, no, you have broad shoulders and you have this athletic body and you're so tall, so you need bigger ones. And I went back and forth with him for a while in that office. I was like, no, I don't because I still play basketball even though I've had two children. I'm still athletic. I'm still going to be working out for as long as I can till the day I die. So I don't need big, huge, you know, boobs. I just want some fullness. So I was really being safe, and I had thought about this for about five years about getting them before I ever even got them. So I would disagree with people out there who are like anybody who gets breast implants is always about self-esteem issues or they're trying to look whatever type of way for other people and blah, 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 blah. Maybe the majority, but not everybody. Not every woman that does that is just thinking, well, I just want to be seen. Sometimes she just wants, when she takes off her clothes at home, she, you know, likes what she sees completely in the mirror. Exactly. Yes, I had to definitely clear that one up because I know some people that are cynical that are probably like listening and going, well, why did you get them? But then, you know, going even further on thinking, well, it's your fault and that's why you had to go through that fight. And I think it's, a, I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's, I mean, it's kind of the discussion of, you know, if somebody smokes and they get COPD, we're still supposed to care for a person with COPD. So why are we, you know, why is it, why is this any different? Especially when oh. there's, you know, when things, when the sign, when early technology or early, um, you know, this early, this, the early research about the stuff, was not um, evident of the danger. So, you know, we can't necessarily knock people for that. Exactly. I was not told that the bag was going to kill me. (laughs) I was told that I was picking the safest possible thing. And I was told the worst that could happen to me was like it might rupture or I could get a um, contractual where it started to like tighten in one of them. And then all I'd have to Mm -hmm. do is come in and get it replaced and, and things like that. That's the most that I was told that could happen with those things. Cause like I said, I, I researched that I was getting the safest possible breast implants, which was saline at that time. And that was it. No one mentioned anything about the bag being toxic and having heavy metals in it and that it was going to be, you know, transmitting through my, my system. They weren't, nobody told me any of that. So but it, but I also went through where, you know, nobody has to tell me that, you know, well, it might be your fault. I already went through the guilt stage where I was like, I did this to myself. I did this to myself. I did this to myself because I've always been an athlete. I don't, I've never altered anything else on my body ever. I don't smoke. I don't drink uh, alcohol. I don't do any drugs. I just like, I've always been healthy. I'm not a super freak health, but I've, I've always been healthy and athletic. So um, that was the only thing I had ever changed that drastically about myself. So speaking, we going into the guilt, going to the guilt and just overall experience. Like after the the whole feeling after getting both of the excellent uh, surgery, you know, from then up to today. Like, what has the experience been like for you as far as the ups and downs? 
Well, I got to mention them because I practically praised them as the ones that saved my life. I kept going, all my doctors kept going. I, I have a cardiologist, my regular doctor, uh, acupuncturist, uh, <laughs> a chiropractors. Uh, I have seen, I had seen so many doctors and specialists and spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I would sit down with all of them and say, listen, I think it's these breast implants because that's the only thing I've changed about myself in all 44 of my years on this earth. And every single one of them would be like, no, that's not what it is. Those things are supposed to last 10 to 15 years, blah, 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 blah. Finally, I got with a surgeon, uh, before the surgeon, finally I was sitting down on Facebook when I was still on Facebook, and um, I just typed in breast implants at the top there, and a group popped up called Breast Implant um, Illness and Healing by Nicole on Facebook. So I went ahead, joined the group, and it was setting. Nay, once I got into the group, I saw all those women in there talking about how they had explanted. They feel so much better. There were these 42 symptoms that they were all suffering from. Some of them had almost died. Some had had to have parts of their organs removed. So I was like, it was a sigh of relief because finally I had found someone who could listen to me and believe me and people who had already gone through what I had gone through. So, after talking to them and them explaining explant surgery to me, telling me to find a surgeon, telling me to uh, get them out as quick as possible because they were going to make me sick, sicker, and could possibly take my life, um, that's what I did. I found a surgeon, and no offense to the men, but this time I was like, I'm going to get me a female <laughs> surgeon to get these right. things out. Um, I went to her. She was actually a surgeon who puts them in. But all I did was I approached it a little differently. I said, you know, I really just want you to listen to me. Um, I've been with so many specialists, so many doctors. I'm just tired of no one actually listening to me. And she was like, okay. And she sat down, and then I just explained to her what I had been going through and that I pretty much know I'm about to die if I don't get these things out. So she was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read up. I'm going to, you know, I already know how to take them out. But usually I'm taking them out to put another set in, but, you know, we'll we'll do this. And I was like, well, please make sure you also, <clears throat> pardon me, take the um, the bag out as well. And she was like, okay, I will make sure that I, there's a capsular that that forms around the bag. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a barrier between your inside and the bag that starts to just form around it like it's trying to protect you from harm, but it still kind of transfers stuff in between your body anyway, even though it's trying to actually protect you. So that also has to come out as well. And some women in the beginning, when they first started to get the explant surgeries done, they would leave that portion in and then they would still be really, really, really sick. So I asked her to make sure she took the capsular part out as well. And she said she would do it. Seti, once she woke me up from that surgery, at least... 80% 80% of the symptoms that I had, remember I had 31 of them, they were gone. Soon like magic. They were just gone. I could think clear, even my face, my eyes, 
They got brighter again. My skin got brighter. My best friend was there with me at my uh, surgery. When she came in the recovery room, she was like, oh, my God. You look totally different. And I was like, wow. But that's, your journey is not over once they take it out. Once it's taken out, then you have to start to detox. You have to make sure you're eating right, eating healthy. You pretty much have to eat as clean as you possibly can and detox your system consistently because now you have to get the heavy metals and the toxins out of your body that have been in there for eight years or 15 years or, you know, some ladies have had theirs for 20 years and have never had them changed. So that's the path that I'm on right now. I'm still, I got my surgery May 21st. Um, and so now I'm at what? May, June, July, August, September. So my sixth month, I'm going in my seventh month of recovery. And I still have to detox in the beginning of the month, make sure I'm eating good, detox again, end of the month. And it usually takes you anywhere from a year to two years to be fully recovered from getting rid of all of the uh, symptoms. Only symptoms I have left now are sometimes I get a headache and heart palpitations might hit me every now and then, usually when I'm exercising. Sometimes I get through exercise, get through training, no problems. Every blue moon, it'll act up again. And it can have like a real fast heart rate, and I got to sit, relax, get it calmed back down. So like, when was... You know, as far as like you know, being more open about it on social media, um, you know, when was I record besides the group? You know, when was that point that told you, you know, what I'm ready to talk about it now to the world and be an advocate? I mean, you talk about it very openly and even like yeah. show, you know, willing to show like the very gruesome graphics mm-hmm. if if needed that goes on. So like, what kind of let? No, when did, when did you come to that group to, of course, you know, fight on your own is one thing, and then fight it within a controlled group, but then, like, now you're at the stage of where you're telling the whole world this, you know, how did you transition into that? Um. Well, I thought about the fact of my daughters. I was like, hmm, they need to know this because, you know, they're going to grow up, and they might have kids and be thinking the same thing I thought when I looked in the mirror. You know, I don't want big, huge boobs, but I want, you know, a little fullness again because I've had kids or whatever. So I was like, I need to share this information so that other young ladies can make the choice for themselves. I'm not in any way saying that you should not go get breast implants if you don't, you know, if you really want them. But sharing the information where, like I said, I didn't know it was supposed to be every four years that you switch them out. So, like, if you have the money, and you have the information where you can, okay, I can put them in and switch them out. And then so you can stay healthy and you don't have to sit there and ever feel like you're dying like I did and how, like how a hundred thousand other women have felt, then that's great. And I always want women to feel empowered and feel confident, you know, sexy and all of that. And if that's what you need for it to happen, then that's great. But I also want you to be safe and be healthy. So I decided I had to put it out there. Now, I also knew I could have got away with not saying anything about it because nobody ever really knew I had breast implants. That was the other thing that I didn't want. That's why I, I kept telling the doctor. Me, so you told me. I kept telling the doctor, I do not want big, huge things on my chest. I just want to be full. 
nobody knew except for the people who knew I was going to go get the surgery done, my best friends. Um, nobody really knew I had breast implants. So I was like, I, I don't have to say anything if I don't want to, but then I'm not helping anybody. I'm not helping. There might be a young girl right now who's considering getting them, and all she needs to hear is, hey, this might not be as safe as you think it is, or if you're going to get them, get them and make sure you have enough money saved up every four years to get them replaced so that way you're safe and you're healthy. That that was just my thought process. I mean, I have to help other young women. I mean, and I've kind of always kind of been like that. Like I said, I coached girls basketball for 10 years, so I'm always in, in the nature of giving back, providing information, making sure I'm helping empower other females. So in this case, I wanted to make sure I kept them safe and just gave them information that they need. You know, here's the thing that I love, like I love, like I, I would definitely sit out. This is like a shout out to me being a person that's paid attention to art. Uh, I want to send a shout out to Sula. It shouldn't shout out to Steve because without people like that, you know, I know it would suck. <laughs> it would definitely suck because not having that support team yeah. and this, this, this definitely, you know, they're like, oh, dang, he, he, he gave us some shout outs. You know, I'll be, I'll be paying attention to you know. Because <laughs> actually, I remember I saw the I was watching the um, Instagram live between two of y'all. We all were discussing um, it for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Sula. So, yeah. Is, uh, we grew up in Canada together. Yeah, so and we played basketball. Oh, so together. She, does she say a at everything too? No, she does not say a after everything. That that Don't is you know? definitely. <laughs> that is definitely uh, my starlight right there. Um, I have like a deep voice, and I was tall, and I had athletic builds, and I'd never really seen another female like that. And when I met her, she's got, she's got a little raspy, deep voice too, and she was tall, and she was all cut up and ripped up too. And I, she saw me walking, and I kind of used to, you know, hang my head and try to be short like everybody else. And she was like, girl, you need to stand up tall. You need to walk tall. You are different from everybody else. You are unique, and you need to sit there and be proud of that. And meeting somebody like that at such a young age, that changed my entire walk. <laughs> I never slouched again, ever again in life. So, And then it's been years since we've seen each other, but we reconnected on IG. And she came at the right time. It was like fate. I had just started dealing with the whole being sick and the breast implant stuff. And it was like every day she was posting stuff on IG and she didn't know everything that she was posting. I was taking it in and it was making me get up out of the bed. It was making me keep pushing forward. It was making me cause you really just want to stay in bed and just evaporate, just expire. But she would be posting stuff and I'd be like, Ooh, I feel that right now. Let me get up. Or I'd read something else, and she, she'd be like, you know, today is a day that you make, need to make a change. But I would get up and be like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to change something. I'm going to fix something. I'm going to help somebody else, and no matter how bad I feel, you know, because Sula said to do it. <laughs> so I would get up out the bed and do whatever I need to do to keep making sure that I stayed alive. And she didn't know she was affecting me like that until she and I really started to talk about what I was going through 
and then I let her know that, you know, you've been a part of the process of keeping me going here because nobody really understands what I'm going through. So God brought her into my life at two very pinnacle points. That's what friends are for. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Hall, you know, you already know him. That's that's the heartbeat. He keeps me going. He's tough on me. I got a chance to meet him. Yes. Yeah, and he's he's definitely the support system. So he's there through everything. What I can't fight, he'll fight for me. So. Uh, Yes. Well, I I definitely. I'm glad you shared the story. And I, I mean, I'm going to definitely stay tuned, continue watching your page as I do, and just continue watch the, the progress because, you know, you said one, I, I never knew you were going, you were going through these problems, and then two, I would have known that you had implants as you told me. So definitely, <laughs> and then I didn't know about the basketball nor Canada. So it just goes to show, man, even you talk to people a lot, just doing yep. some stuff. You don't know all the time. It's always a mystery. You have, you know, more and more garbage learning about a person. Definitely. Definitely. We need to stop so, sitting uh, on our phones and talk with each other more. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, so I, I, I want to I go ahead and close with this. Uh, what, what is. Um, if you had to give a, if you had to give a sixty-second infomercial, or you know, as a, or as an, a, an ad to let to kind of let people know, you know, how important it is to identify the problem and solve it to the best of your ability, what would it be your sixty-second commercial for uh, about BII? Wow, you put me on the spot there, Steady, a 60-second commercial. Uh, that's what we do. Oh, that's what goodness. we do. Put me on the spot. Okay. second commercial would be BII. Make sure you find out what it is. Please visit Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole on Facebook. You need to know before you put them in. That was that was smooth. That was more of like a thirty second commercial. Okay, I, I give you sixty. I was like, I'm gonna give you sixty in case you're like, I can't say it all in a short amount of time. So I, I like it. I, I gave you more than enough for you. You managed to give me thirty seconds. So perfect. Okay. Well, um, again, we thank you for coming to the show, and you know, definitely let everybody know how they can instead of saying follow here in the show, well. I, I might want to be careful on this because that's another show for another time. Usually <laughs> on the show we say if you follow, instead of following people, we say stalk people because we say stalking in the good sense of hey, whenever people follow people stalk you, they tend to watch your every move, and we want good stalkers. We want ones that support us, that follow our careers, and just are great again. Being great support systems, so not the crazy stalkers, 
<laughs> if you again, have that's a show for another day. I would be on the show again. <laughs> yes, because oh yeah, because I was like, oh, we got to talk about this because that's a whole part too. Like, oh man. I like. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw that though. So throw that one at them today. I was like, keep that one in my back pocket. Yeah. Because sometimes, so now they gotta go. Damn, I want to know about this. But yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. like, where can everybody follow you? Uh, I am at IG at Sky. I'm Sharon Sky Grace on Instagram, and that's the only thing I'm on because of the topic we just talked about right there. <laughs> hmm. The, uh, the second one that y'all gonna be like, man, it can be all day. Man, what is this other thing? So yeah, we, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep this. Y'all never know. I'm not gonna um, pre-announce to y'all when it's gonna happen. I'm just gonna let y'all know like the like the week, the week of or the week before. Oh, uh, that's a whole other topic in itself. Oh man. Yeah. Which is still going on. I surprisingly. To understand. Yes, still going on. But I appreciate you having so, yeah. me on the show. I appreciate you letting me share my story. Hopefully, somebody, um, somebody who might need to hear it hears it. Um, and then, even if they still want to get breast implants, at least they know some more information. Can do some more research to make sure that they're safe and they stay healthy. But I do appreciate you. We appreciate you too. You know. Again, we, we, we have a lot of fun on here, but we also love to educate as much as possible and empower our people so that we can continue to uh, have fun on here. Exactly. Right now it's all about living a full life. <laughs> living my life like I'm coding. <laughs> but, um, as, as we ready to come to a close, um, Nate, do you have any announcements you wanted to make before we close the show? Well, no, y'all can just stay tuned. Period. Just stay tuned. Y'all know I don't be telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can always tell me y'all. Y'all can always tell me y'all. For real, y'all. Just watch my Instagram. Y'all see what I got going on. I'll be dropping them new pictures on. So. Mm-hmm. Just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Y'all know it's the best season. Scorpio season, y'all know. This way, I mean, I wouldn't say, oh, hey, it was Virgo season, but whatever, you know. Boy, hey, how y'all little old season? Virgo season. I mean, I'm fucked with Virgos. Don't get me wrong. Y'all okay, but y'all know Scorpio still uh, season. Yeah. I mean, I got to go to the list of her all the time. I mean, we got Michael Jackson, we got Beyonce, we got Ludacris, we got Nas, okay, we got Dougie Fresh. Okay, Michael Jackson, he's from Gary, okay. I fuck with Michael, okay. You know, he's from Gary. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> so, you know, that's just a few so, Virgo spring on to the next. Hold mix. on. Hold on. Speaking of Michael Jackson, did you see... Jacquees oh, Halloween Lord. costume. No, I have not seen this costume. Go look. Go look. Oh, Make sure you go look because he tried it. He definitely tried. Oh, it. No, I'm going to now because now you, yeah, you, 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 ro- you rose my curiosity. Yes, go look. Mm-mm-mm. No, I, 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 oh, I, I have to make sure I make this. I don't know if I made this announcement last show, um, but the show is now on Spotify. 
So, yes, I mean, there's no excuse. I, like I say all the time, people, no excuse not to be able to hear the show. We're on all the major networks. Yeah, I, we're on the Apple I, Apple Podcast. We're on TuneIn. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. I'm just, I just play Blog Talk Radio. Come on, people. You know, we we get ready. We on Google Play. I'm I'm just, I'm just letting you know, just humbly telling y'all, the show is doing some things. Stay, continue to follow us, all the platforms, so you don't miss us. Just yeah. stay and keep listening to our show. You know. Yeah, because we just cause we just got on iHeart like last month. And then Spotify ended up happening like a week, like a week and a half ago. So yeah, just we do, we do little things, little things over here for a humble little um, show. You know, over four million listens, nothing, nothing big. <laughs> but again, people, thank you for listening to the show today. Appreciate you um, enjoying the show. We talk about deep topics as much as fun topics and everything in between. So we appreciate you. Um, reminder, if you miss the show, you can listen to all those networks I just mentioned. And then listen to us every Wednesday, except the ones where we have to go do special things. Um, listen to us every Wednesday at 10.30, at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 9.30 here in the Central Time Zone and 7.30 over in the Pacific. So definitely check us out. Follow us. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And we roll on out yep. in the show. How we end every show. Reminding you and everything you do, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, remember where well, there's a J or where there's a Nay. Or a U there is a way. Until the episode of Life That Does Lies. With your boy Seti J and your girl. In a seduction. And again, thank you to our lovely guest, Miss Sharon. We appreciate you for sharing your story. And, you know, again, we can't wait to drop part two. Now we're giving people a reason to say, damn, I got here part two. So, again, thank you for coming through. And, Nay, can you please give everybody that public service announcement we give every Wednesday? If you go hump, please do it responsibly. There you go. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.